0: Hello. Hello.
1: The app's being weird. I, I didn't get a call. I had to go in and like select it, but how's it oh, going?
0: That's fine. No, nothing much, really. So what's up, all you friendly, bright-eyed potential felons? It's your boy, Adam. I'm Jack. Uh, we're back with a new episode of A Look Back at Pokemon this time. Uh, we're going to be going over Gen 2, otherwise known as Johto, and uh, we've made a few tweaks since last time so we can cover everything in a better fashion, because Gen 1... Oh, I I have, Nine. I've set up like different subsets basically. Um, Gen one was right, just I'll sort of just roll a special... up it. Gen one was sort of like a special case kind of because it was the first of the series and it didn't have everything that the new gens had. Um, so for the categories, we have difficulty, Pokemon design, legendaries, movies, region design, rival, enemy team, new features gyms plot line post game and events and impact on the series (laughs) wow well we'll be able to get through them pretty fast i feel like um all right so just as a precursor to anybody who didn't watch our previous episode please do and uh it's basically it'll describe everything that we're doing in this episode um there were a couple less subsets in that one but it was a longer discussion because we had someone else with us um mm. so go and check that one out if you haven't already and uh, if you have then give this one a listen so uh jack do you want to pick the starter
1: um i don't remember all of the <laughs> topics but uh let's just we'll, we'll start off with difficulty overall of the game because that's like hot on my mind
0: <laughs> all right
1: because whitney is unfair
0: <laughs> <laughs> she is she is very difficult. She's definitely like a wall in the game, but Whitney is like notable for being how hard she is. She's a lot of people in the community consider her like one of the hardest gym leaders. She's
1: extremely hard and I hate it.
0: Yeah. Especially for how early game she is. Her mill tank was so difficult to beat. Yeah. Um, But for this one, I gave it a six out of 10 because I've never played the originals. And I, I really, I probably don't have much room to say this, but it's, diff- its difficulty is moderate. Uh, I've only really played the Gen 4 remakes, but they're hard enough, and I'm sure they've changed very little between the first games and the newer ones. Um, but they have the highest level cap of any game so far with Red on Mount Silver having a level 81 Pikachu. Yeah. Which I wouldn't consider that difficult. It's just that the, the steepness of the level cap is pretty high. Mm-hmm. it it like goes pretty consistently and like you just have to level up continuously usually most games end at like 60
1: yeah so we've like again we talked about it last time we've been replaying this through the Pokemon Planet kind of browser game which isn't exactly what the original game's like it just gives us a bit of a memory and like the flow or whatever
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, but it, it made me kind of think like Whitney is really hard but other than that like, well, for me at least, because I normally select like a fire type, the gyms aren't that bad. Like, you have a lot that are really susceptible to a fire type or like a fire and fighting. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, or no, this would have been Cyndaquil, isn't it? Is the starter for this one. Yeah,
0: Cyndaquil okay, was yeah. the starter but, for this
1: one. And he's just, and uh, Typhlosion is just a fire type, right?
0: Yeah. Which is yeah. A, kind of a complaint I have with this. Well, I can't really complain about it, I guess, but yeah. mainly like, the designs of the starter Pokemon were a little bit... Eh. I, I just didn't particularly find them that great. Yeah. Uh, I like but, Typhlosion.
1: alligators. Yeah. cool. Don't really like Meganium.
0: Yeah, Meganium's just long-neck Pokemon. Yeah. Um, but basically, to me... Okay, going on to Pokemon design, I give this one a 5 out of 10. Uh, really? It brought it it brought some nice things to it. It had some really good designs in like that that merit like my five points, which are Ampharos, Kingdra, Teddy Ursa, Tyranitar, Heracross, Steelix, Scizor, those kinds of Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Which most of them have mega evolutions, which is probably because they're one of the, they're some of the most memorable mm-hmm. uh, Pokemon from that gen. But then they have like some pretty hard duds, like Furret, Noctowl, Smoochum. Quillfish, Stantler, Remoraid, and the Completionist's biggest blemish, which is would be Unknown. Yeah. Nobody can ever finish that game because Unknown is just... It's an irritating Pokemon.
1: I actually... I like a lot of the Pokemon. I'm, like, looking through a list of them here. But you talked about some of the cool ones. Um, Heracross is, like, one of my favorites. He's dope. Yeah, Gligar's, Heracross is pretty cool. I like Gligar. Um, yeah, Gligar is pretty cool. I like Score
0: more when it was added in yeah. gen 4 but it definitely needed a next evolution. Don fans awesome. Don fans pretty cool. Yeah. I can't look I at just, Miltank ever cuz I hate him. <laughs> I just feel like some of the pokemon in there like Noctowl is just an owl. True. Hoot hoot at least had like the thing where it stands on one leg. And yeah. I guess that's enough to merit it as a as a trait notable by a pokemon but like mm-hmm. The fact yeah, that yeah. Noctowl is just an owl kind of upsets me. Ursaring is just a bear, but I still think he's dope. I mean, it, this gen also came with the weirdest evolution line, which is Octillery's evolution line. It's really weird. I don't know how that works. It goes yeah. from being a fish to an octopus. It's which really weird. Yeah. I'm sure there's an exclamation somewhere, but I regretted to um, look that up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'd, but, yeah, I'd
1: probably rate this a little bit higher. I think I'd go, like, six, maybe a seven. I like these Pokemon a lot. I like this generation.
0: I feel like this generation <clears> was just pretty unmemorable for me. Like, I had to look up most of the, like, most of the Pokemon in order to really remember to that, that they all all were games. from Gen. Yeah, that's true. But, like, most of them were, like, I just didn't really care for a whole lot of them. Like, most of the, the starters are, like, the weakest to me. Not not the weakest out of all the Pokemon in Gen 2. They're pretty cool. I feel like Typhlosion's really cool. I love But Typhlosion. they're mainly, like, kind of weak in regard for starters. In my opinion, at least. Um, but a cool thing in this game that the other games didn't do was that they had a lot more legendaries. And I love more...
1: Celebi. Celebi's so <laughs> dope.
0: Yeah, definitely. Celebi is, like, one of the most loved... Event Pokemon of all time, like more so than Mew for some reason. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really liked the legendaries. Uh, I gave it about like a seven out of 10. Mm -hmm. Uh, I liked what they did with them. Not a deep, undying love. It's not, but it's not like a seething dislike. It's just sort of a good to me. Lugia was pretty nice. I liked, he's cool. Yeah. I liked Lugia. It also has the funniest name out of any of the legendaries Mm -hmm. to date. Um, I liked Ho-Oh. One of my favorite things about the legendaries in this generation is that they were alluded to in previous, in like the in the show. That's pretty dope. How Ho-Oh is basically like the first Pokemon that we saw in the show. I think Ho-Oh is a weird
1: name for a Pokemon. It is. Like, what is that referencing?
0: I don't know. Yeah, I'm not.
1: Why does it have a dash in it?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I, I, I beats me. But um yeah, yeah the three so dogs or cool. three beasts. A lot of people get upset when you say three dogs because they're most certainly not dogs. Um it there's counts. a yeah, I guess so. But uh I like the lore behind it that it might have been the evolutions and how like Jolteon turned into Raikou and Vaporeon turns into uh Suicune and all that. Um I like their like
1: a- Entei. They're cool, but their faces are weird to me. Yeah. Except for Raikou's face is normal. Entei is a little weird. And or Ra- er, Suicune has got that weird thing on his head.
0: <laughs> yeah, Suicune <laughs> just has a big old diamond on his face. Yeah. And also a very human-like smile. I know, yeah. <laughs> Not my favorite it's thing. It's weird. But, yeah. but um, They're I cool. like the whole thing with Suicune on how it purifies water when it walks on it. Yeah, that's cool. Basically... These legendaries were very, very solid designs, and I mm-hmm. loved the lore behind them. Which, yeah. moving on from legendaries, they were in a lot of the movies, which this generation did more of. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorites from this gen was Spell of the Unknown, which is funny because of how I made fun of the Unknown in earlier yeah. categories. <laughs> but the Spell of the Unknown is this one that I just have like a vivid memory of. So I gave movies eight out of 10 because Mm -hmm. they did what they were supposed to do. They like sent you to another place when you were watching them. Like when you were watching Spell of the Unknown, you were in this crystal castle with Ash and friends and Ash was trying to save his mom from this bratty blonde girl who was having wishes granted by Unknown and Ente. The Unknown were like not really important plot devices, I think all they really did was, like, cause mayhem. All they are is just a general nuisance, just like they are in the game. Um, But Entei was really cool in that movie. And it has, like, one of my favorite fights uh, I've seen in the anime or in the movies, which is Entei versus Ash's Charizard, Mm -hmm. which was just such an awesome feeling to watch because it's just fire on fire and charizard was actually keeping up with a legendary yeah that's cool It was very nice to watch but then there was pokemon the movie 2000 which my brother went and watched with my dad who fell asleep during it but that's just yep. my dad uh, and pokemon forever which is which the is... one with
1: Celebi, because that's the one i like the one where they have the time traveling kid yeah yeah, yeah, yeah that I one like was that. nice Pokemon the movie was
0: interesting because it had a talking Slowking. Man, I don't remember these
1: movies very well. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I remember two thousand. I remember two thousand. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, the Slowking like it would talk and it told it was its whole purpose was basically like Ash, you have to stop the big old birds from fighting. They got to stop beating the crap out of each other. Yeah, boy. I guess
1: I I always just in my brain with. Uh, it felt in my head like more of a Gen One thing. 'cause it was yeah. like the birds, but then
0: it has yeah. each, or whatever. I think each generation has like a movie that inter like that comes before the actual generation that comes out. Like how um gen oh, there was there was a movie about like Lucario and that, uh, that had May in it, right? Yeah, that had May in it. It was in the third gen that came out when that came. So I, I remember think, that one. Yeah. It starts off
1: and they're like in like a tournament or something like that.
0: Yeah, it's really cool. I remember that. Um, but yeah, I feel like the movies did really well. Uh, it really did what they were supposed to do, and that's that's what we need yeah. in Pokemon movies, really. Um, region design. What would you rate this one? Because I I have a pretty solid rating for it. So this is the I overall it... map. Yeah, this is like, like the map as a total. flow
1: of the. Um, I'd probably go like. The normal six or a seven. I don't know. I want I want eight out of ten. This isn't my favorite one for the just, like, the map.
0: Yeah, I get that. There's not, like, a whole lot of area to, like, train in. Yeah. Like, you would have very short spurts. Jack and I are relearning this as we're going through mm-hmm. Pokemon Planet. But there's very small slivers of areas with, like, high-level Pokemon, enough for you to train off of. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, other gens like Gen Four does that really well, where they have like really long routes in between, so you'd have plenty of areas to explore and fight in beforehand, and you have a lot of stuff to do in between gyms uh, to sort of elongate the game. But in this one, they were still getting a feel for it, so that's where like the two points come off. But overall, the general flow of the game it's pretty good it also goes back through other towns like once you get to the sixth gym you have to go back to the town Mm -hmm. with the fifth gym in it back to the town with the fourth gym and then past that area to the right of the fourth gym in order to get to the seventh one yeah and i like how you have to sort of backtrack and be like where do i go now and you're sort of re-looking into the other towns that you were already in who wait Uh, who are the bad guys in this game that's what I wanted to talk about. That's a very hot topic. I don't remember. I, I know. That's the point. That's the whole thing. Oh oh, I played this is...
1: game, and I don't remember who it is. Exactly. Is it Team
0: Rocket or something? It is Team Rocket. That's why I gave the enemy team a 3 out of 10. Almost a 2 out of 10. I have some yeah. words about this. I don't remember. But but first, let's finish off region design. Okay, so, I was just
1: thinking about that.
0: Yeah. I'll, I'll get into that pretty soon. But for region design, it was just... It was really nicely made like the whole lake with mm-hmm. the red Gyarados in it. That's aforementioned yeah, that's cool. in the earlier, like you're talking about that before you leave home. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you end up seeing it again and you're able to actually catch the red Gyarados. That, that was many people's first shiny, which is another thing that they did really well, which mm-hmm. will be talked about in new features is that they added in shinies. Yeah. Which was just a whole nother aspect of collecting in the game. Got to catch them all. Oh, but did you catch these super rare deluxe edition Pokemon? Um, but yeah, a lot I think, to catch. yeah, a lot harder to catch. Um, but I, another cool thing about the map is like you can go from the eighth town, like the town with the eighth gym in it, all the way back to the first town. Just by jumping over the little fence things. Yeah, you go over like a bunch of the little ridges and you end up right back home, which is a really nice way to wrap up the whole thing. And then mm-hmm. you go back to the Pokemon League through there, which is really, really cool. That's a fantastic. Yeah. It's like nice nice little bow. Um, next up, I wanted, before we talk about the enemy team that's really coming up on my horizon here, I wanted to talk about the rival, which mm-hmm. I gave a four out of 10. Who was the rival? uh exactly he's silver
1: silver yeah yeah oh, okay yeah yeah i don't know
0: my whole thing with him is that he was very unmemorable and yeah his character was he was a bad person and also giovanni's son yes. which i feel yeah. like it, it doesn't really merit his bad deeds that he's the son of a mafia guy. you have to really do more than that for, to make me feel for a character. But he was just a his whole thing was just that he was a massive prick throughout the game. He was just a huge inconvenience mainly and not yeah. uh, not all that likable. And he, we learned from Gen 1. Did he have like red hair or something? Yeah, he had red hair. Yeah. We okay, learned from Gen 1 that just because you're annoying doesn't mean that you can't be likable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because Gary was annoying. Yeah. But you liked him. Because he would challenge you and give you, you know, a run for your money on most occasions and come up and, you know, it felt so great to beat him. But with Silver, it's like, oh, cool. I beat this guy who hates his life anyway.
1: That That kind of sucks. Yeah, he's not that memorable. He's not that
0: memorable aside from being Giovanni's son. Eh. So, that ends off the rival. On to the enemy team. Yep. Jack, I want you to name the main villain. Couldn't possibly do that. I have no idea. Exactly. His name is Archer. I had to look him up. Uh, It's either Archer or Ariana because there's no definitive leader, which I guess is kind of a cool thing, but it's like there's no pay off for beating them either it's just like the rival because basically the idea was neat like it was a cool idea a resurgent mafia sounds really cool but it's even worse than the original team rocket man i just googled this guy and i don't remember who he is <laughs> I know. and i beat this game <laughs> <laughs> like even in the newer games like you'd think that you'd be fresh in our minds due to like heart gold and soul silver but he's just yeah. not like, Archer and Ariana. Ariana was supposedly, like, Silver's mom, but that wasn't really built upon in the games. It was never specifically implied. Hmm. Um, but, like, he, both of them weren't memorable. It doesn't really matter which one's the leader because neither of them are that important. Yeah, not really. The whole, the whole idea behind the enemy team in this one, their motives were to bring back Giovanni. Not even to take over the world in his place, just to find Giovanni. The villain team was just a lost child in a grocery store with a handgun. (laughs) Like, nobody move, where's my dad? Like, that was their whole thing. And the other operatives were also boring and forgettable. Like, the most memorable one, I still had to look up. And I saw his face and I was like, oh, this guy. Oh, this one. I remember him kind of, sort of. He was this guy who would, like, disguise himself. I think his name was Clyde or something, huh yeah, uh, like yeah, purple hair, and he would like disguise himself as the head of some big business, and then you had to like kick him out of
1: that area by beating him. isn't okay, wait, correct me if I'm wrong, Is't like one of the main villains in Hoenn named Archie?
0: yes, Archie <laughs> and Archer that's that's weird, yeah, huh. it's like well, I was, we like didn't, confused, yeah, yeah, we didn't do too well with Archer. Yeah, let's make sure that people forget him and bury him with this guy.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So yeah, that's uh, that's enemy. Yeah, two. I don't,
1: I, I don't really remember anything about them. That much.
0: How would you rate it?
1: Yeah, probably like a four. I
0: don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So that moves on to new features. So I give this an eight out of ten because it was very good and built off of the first game really well. Uh are shinies. Yeah, I have a whole um, list of things. There Yeah, was, what they added? A uh, hundred new Pokemon, day, night cycles, and events.
1: There uh, were only a hundred new Pokemon?
0: Yeah, there were only a hundred. I feel like that's low. Right? Yeah, well, I I don't know. Like, in the newer games, they only added in, like, 80 or something. Really, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, they yeah. added Pokemon breeding, the move deleter, which, thank mm-hmm. God. Without that, you just have HM Slaves forever. Yep. A uh, more functional pc system like in the original games you would have to go to the pc change your pc box which forced you to save the game go to the new pc box <laughs> try and put in or withdraw your new pokemon first you'd have to put your old pokemon into that pc box but it can't go into one of the original ones because you'd have to go to a new pc box that's empty and so you'd have to put that Pokemon in that one, save your game again, go to another PC box, gather a new Pokemon that you want on your team, put it back there, forget that you're you really making item. this, you're, you're making this seem challenging. It's very challenging. It's very hard. It was annoying. No. I, I was playing the old games like on my DS recently uh, yeah. via the uh, Nintendo eShop. I got mm. the older games and it was, it's still just as frustrating. It really makes you appreciate the newer PC systems, but it made it a lot easier. Mm. Um, Shinies, apricots, which made new Pokeballs a thing, like heavy balls and repeat balls and Mm -hmm. things like that. Um, The special split, which do you know what that is? The what? The special split.
1: No, I don't know what that is.
0: So in Gen 1, there were five stats there was hp speed attack defense and special meaning that special gotcha. attack so and, then
1: yeah yeah it became special attack and special defense
0: yeah they split those two apart and which really yeah. helped a lot of different pokemon because um, you could focus on either special defense or special attack or it wouldn't make psychic types so broken which mm-hmm. on that note also they added in steel and dark types Mm -hmm. Which was very helpful. Steel types still being the best defensive type to date. Not that they've added that many more. Mm
1: -hmm. But
0: steel type is is very helpful in that regard. Um, And dark typing completely nerfed psychics. Yeah. um, Which is something they just do in order to... Dark is a
1: weird type when you think about it.
0: Yeah. It's like they... uh, It's it's called evil type. It's called evil type in Japan. Oh, really? Which is even weirder. Yeah, that's, um, <laughs> that's like one of those Yeah,
1: that's <laughs>
0: strange. Uh, like Houndoom is apparently an evil Pokemon, or you know, it's just it's weirdly evil. <laughs> There's no redeeming this Pokemon. <laughs> it can't get better. Um, yeah, it's weird. It added abilities in this gen. Yeah. Um, not a whole lot of them, but it did. Hoenn really kind of sharpened those. It made them a lot more applicable. Uh, a lot more held items like berries and stuff. Berries were added, um, and they had the Pokegear, Gear, which wasn't super memorable. But when you played the newer remakes and you looked at the Poké Gear on that game compared to the older one, it was mm-hmm. it, it's a little more enjoyable, I guess, and more noteworthy, I guess, because uh, yeah. you could like call your mom and stuff on it, or call other people that
1: wanted to fight mm-hmm. you.
0: Yeah, your you mom could, was like, always.
1: <laughs> you could make rematches by calling people. Yeah, that's something wow. that I loved in the remakes. Oh, that yeah. You could
0: go back and fight Pokemon. <laughs> Let me. Let's just get this off the table. We can all agree in the Pokemon community that the best games to date are Heart Gold and Soul Silver. Can is that the that's that's a pretty widespread consensus? Is that a lot of people believe that that's like the best games yet? Because huh. they had Pokemon walking behind you. You went to two different regions. You got a bunch of different badges. There was the highest level cap. Um, just a bunch of different Pokemon to choose from. And it was basically just revamped Gen 2. And it just did so many good things.
1: Huh.
0: So many things right.
1: I didn't know that that was like the big
0: consensus. Yeah. That's cool. A lot of people love that game, uh, which yeah, is why it I cost love that game. That so game's really much. good.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, all it's just all like Nintendo games have crazy resale value. It's insane. It's ridiculous. Like, I if you would buy like Super Smash Bros. Brawl like two years ago, it still would have been like sixty bucks.
0: Yeah. It's insane. It's crazy. Like Nintendo games just go up in value so fast. Yeah. Like Gen five games are already pretty high. Like mm-hmm. high priced. Um and like Gen four games are pretty high priced. Gen three is Pretty high, yeah, uh, it's crazy. But yeah, heart, gold, and soul, silver have like the highest resale. Hmm. Um, just because so many people love them.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: so to the gyms. Uh, we talked about the gyms a little bit, but uh, hate Whitney.
1: Whitney sucks. Yeah,
0: hate Whitney. Uh, but her gym was pretty fitting. I feel like for her, yeah, it's hard to make like a normal type gym. And just to add, like, stairs and depth (laughs) to the building is just enough, I feel like. yeah, To make it, like, white and pink. Normal, kind of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just very basic. The only way that you could make
1: it more normal is if it was an office space. Yeah. (laughs) I like the gym that has the guy just standing under the waterfall. Yeah. You have to, like, turn the cranks to get him to, like, like, pay attention to you or whatever. I love that one. The Siamlin gym is so
0: cool. Yeah. The, The worst gym... In this gen is uh Jasmine's. What's what's hers? I don't remember.
1: Jasmine's gym
0: is just you walk up to oh, her. yeah, you
1: walk straight to her, there's nothing, yeah, yeah. Which is it's weird, like
0: you you could do that so would many be the normal
1: type one, yeah. She was a steel yeah.
0: type and nothing happens. Steel type gym, do like anything, you yeah. instead just decided to make like white metal, and it's weird and a walkway. You could have I even like, made it, yeah. <sighs> Just at least make it like a like a treadmill that leads you to her or something. Yeah, nothing. Nothing. I like uh, the
1: uh, the design of the final gym. The one with all the lava.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's dope. I love that one. It's really yeah. cool. Dragon type gyms usually are the best. Like the one in yeah, Gen 5 okay. that raises yeah. dragon claws and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, oh, that's such a cool puzzle. But mm-hmm. I will say this for Jasmine's gym. I feel like Jasmine's gym was really the lighthouse in, in the games. Yeah, true. Because you would go there to try and find her and mm-hmm. you'd have to go all the way up the lighthouse and
1: you'd have to yeah, fight a bunch of trainers that, yeah. to get there. Yeah. So I guess that's her defense. Um but it's weird like for game lore. Like does she do that every time somebody yeah. her gym? <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. Uh yeah, sorry. We have to end this fight really quick. I have to sprint to the lighthouse. Thanks <laughs> for taking so long. Yeah. Um Yeah. I, I I think the gyms deserve like a five out of ten. They I think I'd go like, higher
1: than that. Really? I think I, yeah, seven maybe. I mean, I like these gyms. I'll, I'll go six. I'll I love a lot at six. I like, I mean, while I hate Whitney, challenge is always, like, kind of welcome. Like, you actually yeah. had to train so hard to beat her because she's just so broken.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I
1: agree. I think it's so cool.
0: Yeah. not Once again, like, not many of the gym leaders were too memorable. I feel like mm. if we hadn't played Johto yeah, already... Maybe through we probably wouldn't have remembered as like the bug it. type guy he's really forgettable price very forgettable i yeah i just sort of like you know i like his gym though yeah his gym was nice uh, you got it you had the flying it, type little yeah, yeah. flying type falkner was kind of cool i, I like his the name too yeah falkner yeah yeah it's weird but it's like I'll volkner like it. who's yeah. my favorite gym leader of all time
1: yeah um yeah i guess they're not that yeah,
0: probably like a six yeah i'm saying six out of ten yeah um but yeah the the gyms were functional they were marginally difficult um but yeah they were I, i'd say like po- pokemon planet of course amps up the toughness of these gyms to like a hundred so we can't say that yep. it's like super hard yeah um but they were they were decently challenging which is good mm-hmm. um But the leaders just weren't really that memorable aside from Whitney and Jasmine simply due to Jasmine's appearances in like later games. Mm -hmm. Um, So moving on from there to the plot line. Mm -hmm. um, The plot luckily progresses pretty far and like dissociated from Team Rocket's plans because Team Rocket is mainly just sort of like you'll see one guy wandering around just screaming Giovanni. Mm -hmm. buddy come here we got a treat for (laughs) you we want you to come out come on come out and play and he doesn't come out and that's basically their whole point in the story um there's no real ending fight with them but uh so they stray away from that for the most part and they have like they have the one guy oh shoot i don't remember his name but he was at least his design is memorable um he had like the big long cape and he was obsessed with Suicune. He had like this obsession with Suicune and hated Um... the fact that our character loved, or like Suicune loved our character. I don't remember. And I guess if I had to say, if he were the main villain, I would have probably liked the villain group more. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I feel like he was, he was good. Um, the fact that like you get to see the legendary dogs run off. In mm-hmm. like a little cutscene where you go into like this the burnt tower and they run away. Yeah. Um into their different directions and you have to go out and chase them. Uh I feel like that was cool. That was a good use of the map and the Pokedex. Uh I liked the I the whole Japanese reminisc like the Japanese culture reminiscence of the whole
1: yeah, region yeah.
0: kind of. Yeah, when you're like in Morty's Town in Ecruteak City, mm-hmm. and you can go into like a little uh, geisha bar, mm-hmm. which has like usually it will have like the women dancing around, and they and at the end of the games you're able to fight them, and they all have a different evolution, but you have to fight them in order. Yeah, but that's I, in I, I like the I newer games. That. Yeah, that was yeah. cool. Um, but yeah, I I enjoyed that um i feel like the plot overall so
1: how how does it end with the legendaries you get like a specific item and then you go to the top of the tower for oh, oh right
0: yeah or you end up getting like some kind of silver feather or something silver yeah down feather like the, yeah and you end up going to like the uh it's like the golden feather or the silver feather and then you end up going to seafoam islands yeah or whatever no it's not seafoam it's uh That's whirlpool right. islands
1: yeah, well, okay, yeah. I just. Yeah. I think I played through whatever they, whichever one I had a ho and that's why I don't really remember that part as much. Yeah, but I don't recall if, like, the enemy team really had anything to do with it. Yeah, I don't think so. I think that's just going up yeah. there and catching them.
0: Yeah, you just end up there. Like, I think it was plot-reliant. Like, you ended up mm-hmm. having to go there in order to stop something from happening.
1: Yeah. But it didn't
0: have to do with the main villain team, which mm-hmm. is the first game to really do something like that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I gave plotline 7 out of 10. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. I think because it, it just like we talked about in the previous generation, it kept the plot going, like it kept mm-hmm. you moving consistently. Like uh, meeting Lance a bunch of those times. Yeah. The only time I remember going into a team rocket base in that game is when Lance opens up that mm-hmm. hatch and he yeah. goes down with you. Yeah, that's cool. I remember. Yeah, that. that was fun. I think you like tag team battle with him too. Yeah, like I think he so. throws out his dragonite or whatever. Yeah, that was pretty dope. Against just two random rocket grunts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Screw those guys, am I right? Yeah. Just get Champion and the main player who knows much more about Pokemon than you do. <laughs> um, so next up, post-game and events. Now, I'm going to get the small stuff over with. Firstly, yep. Celebi is an incredibly well-loved Pokemon and was, mm-hmm. and was received nope. from a single event Which was annoying to those who never got it, Mm -hmm. but that could not detract from the fact that Gen Two had the single best post-game available in the originals and the remakes. It had you return to Gen One with all kinds of new mechanics, like Mm -hmm. all the new mechanics that you. It was like, all right, so this game's pretty good, right? Well, we know we did some things wrong, so here's the old game. Yeah, go play that one too. Yeah, do do it, but better.
1: And that's that's so nice. Especially, it would have been crazy if they kept up with that. Like, every game that came out, you could go back <laughs> to the previous generations.
0: That'd be so ridiculous. It's just Pokemon playing it every time.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, that'd be so it would honestly.
1: It would honestly get annoying having to beat it would. Kanto like eight times every time you bought a new game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I guess that's why they make remakes. Yeah.
1: Um
0: Except for Gen 4. Except for Gen 4. <laughs> um, but yeah... Being able to play through the old games, not that it was a huge thing, but, like, the special split kind of made things easier to go through. And just the fact that there was a constant level up for all of the gym leaders. And you got to see, like, oh, what Pokemon would Brock have if he had, you know, supply to Pokemon from Johto? Mm-hmm. Oh, he would have these guys. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and you end up fighting, like, Blue at the end when Giovanni's gone, mm-hmm. which yeah. is nice. It shows, it shows that time has passed. Yeah. It's like Blue was like, ah, I don't need to be the champion anymore because we got a stronger guy and you don't want to screw with him. And then you're yeah. like, I want to screw with him. <laughs> and then you go to the top of Mount Silver and there he is. And he screws mm-hmm. with you for like 10 battles until you finally win. <laughs> and he's like, what a valiant effort you've done to beat me here. And I'm like, I beat you once out of 10 times.
1: Yeah, that guy was hard.
0: Yeah, he was very difficult. Highest level gap, 81 mm-hmm. Pikachu. <laughs> That's crazy um now for the last last little thing um actually wait not the last thing there's one more thing before that uh impact on the series
1: i would give Um, it a nine out of ten yeah probably because like besides kanto setting everything up this is the one where they're like this is like they added a ton to this game yeah which is what we already talked about a little bit but
0: so this was the full plan until this point in the pokemon series Like, they had no idea that this Mm -hmm. game would do this well. Yeah. So, the very thought, like, the very thought of making it, uh, the creator, uh, like, had stress based health problems because, (laughs) yeah, he he had, like, bad health issues. He was hospitalized, I think, once or twice uh, just because he was so stressed out about how it would turn out. Mm -hmm. It could have been this game or Hoenn, but I believe it was this game. And if not for how well it did, and it coming out and doing just overwhelmingly well. Who knows what could have come of this series? Like, I, yeah, I don't seriously. know what would have... It would have been likely nothing good to nothing at all.
1: Like, yeah, who, yeah. Knows, who knows if Hoenn would have even come out by then? It, yeah, this... Was this, like, the game where Pokemon really, like, became one of the big front things for Nintendo?
0: It sold just as well as... Um, the Gen 1 games did. Yeah. So it, it definitely was kind of a powerhouse at the time. Kind of was... showed
1: that the series had staying power and that people were going to buy it.
0: Yeah, it really did. It got higher shelf life because of it. And then they were like, all right, but this is the last one, guys. I promise there won't be like five other games after this one. Well, this is you probably know? when they realize
1: they're like, all we have to do is make new Pokemon. And then just like ki- kind of copy and paste and just do like new gym leaders, mix it all up every single time and then they're going to get a hit and make a bunch of money.
0: Did you see how much they liked that freaking owl dude? I can do so much <laughs> better than that. <laughs> and then they did. And then, and then they kept going. Mm-hmm. And I think it's fantastic that it did that. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't be happier about it. Yeah. If not for gen one and gen two being the starting points and the baseline for this series, I don't know where it would be. Yeah. Seriously. Um, so as a whole, I give this game
1: eight out of ten. And not uh, oh, that's your like final grade, eight out of ten. Yeah, yeah, probably. i th- yeah, maybe seven, eight. Yeah, one of those. two. I think it's yeah. just a really yeah, solid game.
0: Exactly. Uh, just like Gen One, it it was a very solid game. Uh, it had some things wrong with it, like a little bit rough around the edges, but it was really just a great experience. Um, uh,
1: like I've never. Across the board, like every property that's like a Pokemon has come in contact with. I've never not liked the game. Like whether like yeah. Pokemon Snap, Planet, uh, Mystery Dungeon. I don't think I'm ever Rumble, gonna give it a lo- yeah. I don't think I'm ever gonna give it like a low grade. Yeah. Like, so fun games.
0: Yeah. This is like the uh, the dog rating Twitter. You yeah. Know, that whole, <laughs> they're good dogs. <laughs> yeah. Um, eleven out of ten. <laughs> why, why do you always give them over 10? They're good dogs, Brent. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if we were, I feel like if we were just rating Heart Gold and Soul Silver, though, I'd give it a 10 out of 10.
1: That's the one that everybody loves to yeah. remake. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So until they come out with a game that's better than that, that lets Pokemon walk behind us. I know. Uh, I just don't
1: get why the Pokemon walking behind you isn't in every game.
0: That's so dope. It's just so I fun. I think it's.
1: It's probably because
0: of like the lower memory, it, like space for them, because they make so much more Pokemon per gen. And now they have the Switch to work with. So now they're going to add like, let's go Eevee and all that. Yeah.
1: I guess it would also you. be, I don't know, would it, it would be weirder with like the 3D model kind of games with, uh, yeah. X and, or what, what's the first games that did that? Sun and Moon X did it. What was it? X and Y did it? X and Y, yeah. With like the actual tall people. It would be yeah. weird to have pokemon that you would have to actually like really render them for that yeah but gen six didn't even have tall people they just had
0: like short it was like short chibi version it was like 3d small people uh which was sort of like the lifting point it was like where it went from like all right now it's 3d all right Mm -hmm. now in this next one they're gonna be tall yeah yeah yeah. um but yeah so uh i feel like my gen four goggles aside completely heart gold and soul silver were like the best set of games to date yeah um but due to the original games being so rough around the edges it evens out to about eight out of ten
1: um
0: so i guess that's all really have to say about this but i guess as like a last little thing jack favorite gen 2 pokemon
1: Um, hold up! You gotta go first because I didn't even think about listening to this.
0: Well, I have a definitive number one. He's my favorite boy. He's he's a little. Well, he's not my favorite boy, but he's definitely Gen two favorite. He's a little pudgy water mud boy. His Quagsire. That's your favorite Pokemon. Him and his dumb little face. I love him. Really, he's so cute.
1: Man, I like a lot of Pokemon in here. Like, I think. Favorite across the board might be Celebi. I just love Celebi. He's yeah. so dope. Yeah. But um, just like as a, a regular Pokemon, I think Scizor is so cool. Scizor is definitely an amazing Pokemon. Like, I feel yeah, like he's so, like, sleek.
0: It's just he looks Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but, yeah. All right. I think that's any ending thoughts on Johto? No. All right. Uh, anything you wanted to talk about or had? Talk do enough? you want to are we going to
1: do like the add it on things sure it's up to you i can bring up something if you want me to
0: sure yeah you
1: can um so um yesterday i finished it it was a tv show that came out a while ago it's a netflix original have you heard of uh mind hunter no okay so have you have you ever seen like criminal minds no <laughs> okay uh well criminal minds it's gonna is gonna hard world. No, no, no. Criminal Minds is, like, a more popular, like, basis of this. So in those shows, the, it's about FBI agents who, like, basically find out who the killer is by analyzing, like, the behavior of the killer. And that lets them, like, paint kind of a portrait of who they think it might be. Mindhunter is the people who, or the guy who basically, like, made that job a thing. It's In the 70s, it's a true story. Of, um, the guy who established the behavioral science unit in the FBI. It's really, really interesting because the way he did it, they went to, and there are actors playing them in this, but it, they went to actual real people who were convicted serial killers and he would interview them. And hearing like these actors talk as if they're like some of the most dangerous people in American history, it's its so creepy. Really? Like in, ep- in episode two, um, there's uh, this killer named Edmund Kemper, and they go to interview him. And the guy who played him in the show like uh, was nominated for an Emmy for his performance just for that like one episode, just because really? it's scary. <sighs> He's so creepy, but it, it, the show is so fascinating. It's awesome. Like, like it literally shows like these four people in a room. It seemed, it felt like I don't even know. It was weird. It was the four, these four people in the room when they decided to coin the term serial killer. They were talking about it, and they're like, what? It was kind of like shoehorned a little bit. They were like, what do you think we should call this type of person? Uh, should it be repeat killer? I don't know. That's not very it's... official. What about serial murderer? No. <laughs> serial killer? We'll see if it sticks it's
0: like <laughs> it's like a jeopardy board it's i know like, it's, it was funny
1: yeah it's interesting the show is super good though the first couple episodes are a little like it's it's a little not great but after that it picks up and you're like man this is awesome it's crazy really yeah.
0: interesting interesting yeah yep. cool huh. yeah i um i guess i'll just talk about like i i did say that i was going to talk about how Schmepo shmeep came into existence Mm -hmm. so i guess i i can just talk about that cool um one time in my art class i was talking with a friend of mine uh across the way and i was like i want to see if i can trick them into thinking that they knew about something from their childhood you know normal things that you think about in art class okay uh and i was like yo did you guys ever watch shmeepo And both people across the way were like, they like looked up at the ceiling. One sort of dropped off the idea and was like, I I haven't heard of it. And then uh, the other person was like, oh, yeah, I think I've heard of that before. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, the one the one show that uh, are you exposing
1: somebody live? I'm not I'm not not talking
0: about the person. I'm not going to say (laughs) your name. But I was like, basically, I was being very convincing. So it's not Mm -hmm. really their fault. I was trying very hard to trick them um and so i was like yeah it's that one show that that was on cartoon network for a little while and they were like oh oh yeah i think i know what you're talking about yeah mm-hmm. it, was, it was that one thing uh yeah i think i know what shmeepo is and i was like no you don't <laughs>
1: <laughs> i was idiot. like
0: i just made that up you know like, like i the, had accomplished the,
1: something the uh vine of the kid like screaming idiot is like really loud, like <laughs>
0: You know that one? <laughs> yeah, I think so.
1: You, like, you've seen the pictures where it's like my professor, when um, I don't understand this concept, that he went to her that he's been studying his entire <laughs> life, and this kid's just like playing with his toys and screams, idiot, as loud as he can. <laughs> it's so good. Okay, yeah, that was basically
0: me in that moment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I ripped this <laughs> person apart for no reason. They were doing nothing but work on their art, like a nice, <laughs> kind person, contributing to their educational life. <laughs> And I was like, hey, how about I screw that up for you right about now? <laughs> and uh, then I was just sort of like, what if I did make it into a thing? And so I started making it into a thing. And now we're going to turn it into a Cartoon Network TV show. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> please sponsor us, Cartoon Network. Um, we'll go in between Steven Universe, Teen Titans Go!, or just in between two episodes of Teen Titans Go! Yeah. Uh, need to leave some room for stuff that's not bad. Um <laughs> So yeah, that's that's where Shmeepo came from. Cool. Um yeah. My friends and I started building upon it and we made a whole alternate universe over it. And it's it's weird. Um And now it's a podcast. And now it's a podcast. Um so yeah, that's about all I had to talk about. All right, cool. Um, but yeah, as of the next like next time we're gonna be doing a podcast, uh we will actually be living in the same place. Uh we're moving to college mm-hmm. pretty soon, so um, same. That's room. gonna be, yeah, same room. Um, it's gonna be fun. We're gonna enjoy ourselves. Uh, Wait, you want to
1: mention one more thing that we both watched?
0: We both great watched. TV show.
1: Great TV show. Great Netflix show. original. Dark tourist with dark David, the tourist new, with the,
0: David the New Zealander. Oh, let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah, go for it. So, firstly, uh, the sausage dog has no idea that he has no place <laughs> in the new world. <laughs> favorite quote from that show yeah
1: so basically it's this um it's a real life show about this guy who goes into scary places as a tourist basically
0: it takes out all the
1: fun aspects of being a tourist yeah and replaces it with bad like he goes to um the hometown of jeffrey Dahmer, the serial killer and talks to like fanatics of his he goes to places where there's like like some of the most nuclear bombed places in the world, he just visits there, yeah. and he basically just tours the areas. It's fantastic. The show is It's, it's good. so
0: good. Um, it's really
1: yeah. Yeah, guys. Funny. Of,
0: yeah. Speaking of Jeffrey Dahmer, fanatics. We mean fanatics. These people oh, yeah. are in love with this murderer. Mm-hmm. This it's this serial murderer. This repeat killer. They're obsessed with him.
1: Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's 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 messed up, but. It's really because he goes into like all these crazy places. He goes into this house of people who are convinced they are vampires. And then he's just there to be like you, basically, like like you as a person acting like this doesn't or you're like this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And he's just like kind of playing off them like that. It's, it's so funny. And it's really interesting.
0: In certain cases, it makes it sad that you
1: live in the same
0: yeah. general <laughs> country as these people. No offense Um, to our
1: vampire fans, but yeah, sorry. (laughs) If you're a vampire, keep listening. We're just joking. If you're a
0: vampire, it's a phase. You'll get past.
1: (laughs) If you're Um... a vampire, you
0: got to tell me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, I um, I think that's all we have to talk about. All right, cool. Yeah, so um, join us uh, next time when we talk about cotton balls. Cotton balls cotton balls see you on the next podcast all right later